The reading today is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, the women went to the tomb, bringing the fragrant spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. They didn't know what to make of this. Suddenly, two men were standing beside them in gleaming bright clothing. The women were frightened and bowed their faces toward the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He isn't here, but has been raised. Remember what he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners, be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words. When they returned from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. Their words struck the apostles as nonsense, and they didn't believe the women. But Peter ran to the tomb. When he bent over to look inside, he saw only the linen cloth. Then he returned home, wondering what had happened. Here ends the reading. Growing up as uh, an unchurched person, someone who was not attending church or really involved in the church, I had a really hard time with the resurrection with the idea that Jesus Christ was killed and then brought back from the dead. I was a very scientific person growing up. I did a lot of things with science and math and computers. And I just found this to be too much to believe. I thought it was a silly superstition that people hung on to. And then as I became more religious in my young adulthood and I started attending church and I eventually became a Christian and joined a Christian church, this was still something that I grappled with, still something that I kind of pushed off to the side. People would say it, people would talk about it, and I would kind of brush it off and and not really worry about it. I thought, you know, it's not really important to my faith. My faith is is based around the here and the now, about living and doing good and listening to Jesus's um, commandments and to, to what Jesus said and helping the poor and the needy, helping my community. And so I, uh, I kind of pushed it off. And even when I got into ministry and I was doing research and I was learning more about the Bible and historical context and all of these kinds of things, I still really couldn't come to grips with this. And I had a hard time with it. And I remember I had a conversation with um, my, my mentor uh, in ministry early on. And he told me, you know, what if, what if it is true? What if it is true? What if it really happened? How would that change the way that we understand the faith and the way that we interact with each other and the way that we think about the biblical story? What if it is true? And ever since then, I've, I've been grappling with it. And for a long time, I had a hard, I had a hard time accepting it. But recently, I have, um, I've come to a place where I'm much more comfortable with it than I was before. So what is it? What is it? What is the resurrection? You know, in the in the reading we had today, the what we see is that the women come, the the man. So in the, in the previous reading, uh, Jesus is crucified, and a man named Joseph of Arimathea takes the body and buries it in a brand new tomb that he's carved in the rock that has never been used, and rolls a stone in front of the tomb. And according to some of the other gospels, uh, uh, the uh, uh, the 
religious leaders were concerned because they knew that the followers of Jesus had been saying that Jesus would be raised from the dead on the third day. So they were concerned that the uh, that Jesus's followers are going to go and raid the tomb and take away the body and make it seem like he had been raised from the dead. And so they sent soldiers to guard the tomb. Now in this version of the uh, the gospel story, we don't hear about the soldiers and, and it's not mentioned before this and it's not mentioned when the women arrive at the tomb but in the in the story that does mention them i forget i can't remember if it's mark or matthew um, or both but i remember it's one of the two um when the women arrive they find the soldiers are all asleep have all been kind of knocked out and the tomb is open so even in jesus's day there was uncertainty about this event even in the, in the early days of the church there was a lot of uncertainty about this event people found this event to be hard to believe people thought well maybe maybe jesus was actually um drugged you know there's a, there's a the last thing he does before giving up his life is he asks for the for the sour wine and they give him the sour wine and then he says that's it it's finished and he, and he dies right and people thought well maybe that was really some kind of drug and then it knocked him unconscious, made it seem like he was dead. And then they carried him away and put him in the tomb and then they came back later and got him out. And, you know, after he had woken back up and, and took him away someplace else. Even in the early days of the church, there were rumors like this, conspiracy theories, even then. But regardless of that, regardless of, of if that's true or not, if the resurrection really happened or not, it doesn't change the fact that the, the apostles and the disciples experienced Jesus in a very different way after his crucifixion than the way they had experienced it before. The women who, who arrive, and of course, I, I, I really want to point out that in all of the stories, but especially in Luke, it's pointed out that it was the women, um, not the men, who discovered that Jesus had been raised. And in fact, the women are the ones who stay with Jesus all the way through. You know, Peter, Peter runs away because he's afraid. He's afraid of being, of being arrested with Jesus. But the women stay by his side the whole time. They stay by his side while he's hanging on the cross. The, the, you know, they're there the whole time. And one of the things that the, uh, the two men in, in shining clothing mentioned to the women in this reading, they say, you remember what he said when he was in Galilee, that, that he would, that he would uh, be killed and be raised on the third day. Well, that saying, as we've kind of talked about uh, over the past few weeks, that the the teaching that he was going to be raised from the dead was not a common teaching. He didn't he didn't tell that to everybody. He only told that to his inner circle, and so we have to assume from this what is written that those women were part of that inner circle. Uh, since the very beginning of the church, since the time of Jesus's ministry, women have been an integral part of the church's ministry, and I think that's something that got lost over the years, especially as um, the church became kind of one with the empire and, and there was you know, patriarchy and, and um, things that, that got involved that, that kind of corrupted this message. But originally women were just as involved in the church as the men were. So I, I just wanna point that out because this, this reading mentions it so well. But their experience, the women's experience was they arrive and the tombs empty. And in some, and in some gospels they even say, what have you done to the men? Like, what have you done? Where have you taken? Jesus, you know, um, and in, in actually in the in the other gospel where they say that, where they, they see a man in the tomb and they say, what have we done with, with our master? Where have we, what have we taken? It turns out to actually be Jesus, but they don't recognize him 
at first. And in this, uh, in Luke's gospel, immediately after the verse that we just saw, we get the road to Emmaus. We get these two disciples who were on the road from Jerusalem to, to Emmaus, and they run into somebody, a random person, and they, they talk about uh, Jesus with this person and, and you know, uh, all the way to Emmaus. And uh, then they, they have dinner and they, and they, uh, they do something that, that very much is a Eucharist, a Eucharist type of service. And afterwards, they realize suddenly the person they're with is actually Jesus. And so they were with him all day and didn't realize who he was. So obviously, they're experiencing Jesus in a very different way than they did before. Now, maybe it's true. Maybe Jesus was actually raised from the dead and in, into a new body. And certainly, when, they, when he meets with the uh, disciples, the apostles later, uh, and there's Tom, and Thomas is, who is there, who did not believe the resurrection could have happened, he has Thomas feel the holes in his hands and the holes in his side where he was uh, nailed to the cross, where he was stabbed. And so it seems he had a physical body. And yet, maybe there was a physical body, maybe it was a spiritual resurrection, maybe it, you know, he was resurrected in some way that made, that made him uh, unrecognizable at first to everybody. Maybe, maybe the disciples just saw Jesus in the people around them. Maybe they, they met people who reminded them of Jesus. Maybe they saw Jesus in the faces of one another. Maybe they saw Jesus in their memories and their dreams, and they remembered his sayings. There's no way for us to know for sure that we can take what the biblical text says, and we should take it seriously, the biblical text says. But in the end, there's no way for us to know with certainty. And we haven't found any hard archaeological evidence. We haven't found any any real um, detailed writings besides those written by the early church um, about Jesus's resurrection. Uh, we do find other writings about his death, his crucifixion, but not his resurrection as much. So we can be fairly certain that, that Jesus's crucifixion was a historical event, um, and that he was crucified uh, as a political, um, uh, for, for causing political problems, <laughs> for, 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 you know, saying that he was the king of the Jews, right? Um, that's, his, that's the official reason that he's, that he's killed. But the, the, the resurrection, whereas the crucifixion is a, is a historical event, the resurrection is much more of a spiritual event. And the, I like the way that this previous verse ends because it ends with Peter running to the to the tomb and seeing it empty and finding the linen cloth, and it doesn't say and then he believed. It says that he went back home and he wasn't sure what to think. Yet he didn't know what to make of all of this, and I think that's really important. He he didn't know what to make of it. He didn't know what had happened. He he did, just just didn't understand. And it wasn't until later when the, the, the disciples and the, and the apostles um, interacted with the resurrected Jesus, that they really came to believe that Jesus had been resurrected. All this time, they're, they're, they're really not sure what to believe. And that's an important lesson for us. I think there are a lot of things about the faith that, um, that we, we try as, as modern people to, to find scientific solutions to, to find historical solutions to. And I don't think we always need to do that. You know, um, one of the one of the um, portions of, uh, of the statement of faith of the Christian Universalist Association and also the statement of faith of our, of our church community says that we believe in miracles such as the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which transcend materialistic views of reality. 
And honestly, when I when I signed my agreement to the statement of faith um, as part of my my ordination process, even then I was unsure of this line. <laughs> I thought the rest of this statement of faith is is spot on, but this one thing, you know, I'm not so sure about this one thing. Um, but I think it's important to be able to sit with the mystery. It, it's okay to not always have answers. In fact, I think it's much better to have good questions that you are constantly asking than to think you have all the answers, to think that you just know for sure how things work and what things are. Uh, I think questioning and mystery is better than certainty. And I think in this Easter season, what this, what this reading shows us and what the, what the empty tomb shows us is that sometimes we just have to sit with the mystery. Sometimes we just have to be okay with being unsure. We have to be okay with, with just taking a leap of faith, just trusting, you know, trusting in God, trusting in Jesus, trusting in our faith, trusting in our community, trusting in our friends and our family, and just sit in the mystery and let it be. And not let that overwhelm us and not let that scare us, but just let it be part of our experience, part of our spiritual journey. So with that, I say again, Christ is risen. Alleluia. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.